welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is about the Canadian history and how the land was quote-unquote found. (laughs) So without any other information, no other updates about the podcast, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about Canada, the world's second largest country behind Russia, and the country I live in. Canada is home to 20% of the world's fresh water. Its two official languages are French and English, and and it's what we're going to be talking about today. So, we're going to be talking about the name, who originally lived here before the... Europeans came and just took over, really. (laughs) So, a lot of people believe that Christopher Columbus was the first person and his crew, and were the first people to discover North America. They weren't. Thousands of years before that was a band of European sailors who left their homeland in search of a new world. Their high-powered Viking ships sliced through the cobalt waters of the Atlantic Ocean as wind bellowed the boat's enormous sail, according to History.com. Scientists say a new dating technique analyzing tree rings has provided evidence that Vikings occupied a site in Newfoundland, Canada, in 1021 A.D. And on August 3rd, 1492, Christopher Columbus and his crew set sail from Spain on the three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. On October 12th, the ships made landfall, not in in the East Indies, as Columbus would have assumed, but in one of the Bohemian Islands, likely San Salvador. So, the Vikings originally found North America. The name Canada likely comes from the Huron I'm not going to try pronouncing that word Kanata meaning village or settlement. In 18 in, excuse me, in, in 1535 two aboriginal youths told French explorer, French explorer Jacques Cartier about the route to Kanata. They were actually referring to the village of Stanaconda the site of present-day city Quebec. For lack of other name, Cartier used the word Canada to describe not only the village, but the entire area controlled by its chief, Danaconda. Danaconda. The name was soon applied to a much larger area. Maps in 1547 designated everything north of the St. Lawrence River as Canada. Uh, By 1616, there was an entire religion... Although, excuse me, by 1616, although the entire region was known as New France, the area along the, the Great River of Canada in the Gulf of St. Lawrence was still called Canada. The first use of Canada as an official name came in 1791, when the province of Quebec was divided into the colonies of Upper Canada and Lower Canada. In 1841, two colonies were united under one name, the province of Canada. So, 
centuries before Europeans began to settle in North America, explorers who came here thri—excuse me, explorers who came here found thriving First Nations in Inuit societies with their own beliefs, way of life, and rich history. When the first European explorers came to Canada, they found all regions occupied by native peoples they called Indians, thinking they had reached, reached the East Indies. The native people lived off the land, some by hunting and gathering, others by raising crops. I can't pronounce that. Of the Great Lakes region, found the, like the Iroquois, were farmers and hunters. The Cree of Denis in the northwest were hunter-gatherers. The Sioux, Sioux, I don't know how to pronounce that, excuse me, I apologize. The Sioux were nomadic, fo- n- nomadic following bison, b- Buffalo. The Inuit lived off of Arctic wildlife. The arrival of European traders, missionaries, soldiers, and colonists changed the native way of life forever. Large numbers of aboriginals died of European diseases, but they had lacked immunity. However, aboriginals and Europeans formed strong economic, religious, and military bonds in the first 200 years of coexistence, which the land which laid the foundations of Canada. Today, Canada is made up out of te- made up of 10 provinces and 3 territories. However, when the British North America Act of 1867 created the new dominion of Canada, there were only 4 provinces: Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick. Meanwhile, Canada was opening its west just as its neighbor in, to the south had done before. Migrants from eastern Canada and immigrants from Europe and the United States began to fill the prairies, which were still part of, which were still part of the Northwest Territories. Then, in 1905, provinces of, Sus- provinces of Saskatchewan and Alberta were c- created, completing the map of Western Canada. Alberta is my home province. After the, a great debate and two referenda, the people of Newfoundland vo- voted to join the Confederation in 1949, creating Canada's 10th province. On April, 1990, April 1st, 1999, Nunavut was created in the east, from the eastern part of, northwest, of the Northwest Territories, covering 19 million square kilometers of Canada's eastern Arctic. The Northwest Territories in Manitoba. The year 1870, three years after the Confederation, brought multiple historic changes to the land and ownership, including Canada's purchase of Rupert's land from the Hudson Bay Company, which had been granted a charter to the area by the British government exactly two centuries earlier. Rupert's land spanned all the la- all land drained by rivers flowing into Hudson Bay. Roughly 40% of present-day Canada, roughly 40% of present-day Canada. The selling price was 3,000 pounds sterling. 300,000 pounds sterling. Britain's transfer of the Northwestern Territory to Canada. Previously, the Hudson Bay Company had an exclusive license to trade in this area, which stretched west west to the colony of British Columbia, Columbia in North... uh, north to the Arctic Circle. When it was discovered in the mid-1800s that the, pr- the, the prairies had enormous farming potential, 
when it was discovered in the mid 1800s that the pra- the prairies had enormous farming potential, the British government refused to renew the company's license. With the Hudson Bay Company out of the area, Britain was free to return it to turn it over to Canada. The combination of Rupert's Land and Northwestern Territory to form the Northwest Territories, followed by the creation of the province of Manitoba from a small part of this area. British Columbia, Prince Edward Island, and the Yukon. Subsequent years brought more changes to Canada's territorial boundaries. In 1871, British Columbia joined the Union with the promises of a railway to link to it. To the, yeah, excuse me. In 1871, British Columbia joined the Union with the promise of a railway to link to link it to the rest of the country. In 1873, Prince Edward Island, which had been previously declined in off, which had previously declined in offer to join the Confederation, became Canada's seventh promise province. Yukon, which had been a district of the Northwest Territories since 1895, became a separate ter- territory in 1898.